O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, May 5. Israel is at the center stage of world events. Israel is the apple of God's eye. It is from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of Israel, that Yeshua will one day rule and reign for 1,000 years. If you want to understand prophetic end-time events and what the God of Israel is doing in these last days, we must keep our eye on Israel. Sign up for Israel on Target. We give you the top news stories coming from Israel each week, along with scriptures to pray over Israel. Each week, we also include an Up Periscope special feature article. Each article does a deep dive on topics you won't find in the mainstream media, including big tech censorship, the inside scoop on the coronavirus vaccines, and other hot topics. Stay informed and in the loop. To sign up for Israel on Target, up Periscope. Go to dailyaudiotorah.com and sign up today. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Bahar, and it means on the mount. Leviticus 26, 1-15 You shall not make idols for yourselves or set up for yourselves carved images or pillars or place figured stones in your land to worship for I, Hashem, am your God. You shall keep my my Shabbat and venerate my sanctuary, mine. If you follow my laws and faithfully observe my commandments, I will grant your rains in their seasons, so that the earth shall yield its produce and the trees of the field their fruit. Your threshing shall overtake the vintage, and your vintage shall overtake the sowing, and you shall eat your fill of bread and dwell securely in your land. I will grant you peace in the land, and you shall lie down untroubled by anyone. I will give the land respite from vicious beasts, and no sword shall cross your land. You shall give chase to your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall give chase to a hundred, and a hundred of you shall give chase to ten thousand. Your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. I will look with favor upon you and make you fertile and multiply you. I will maintain my covenant with you. You shall eat old grain long stored, and you shall have to clear out the old to make room for the new. I will establish my abode in your midst, and I will not spurn you. I will be ever-present in your midst. 
I will be your God, and you shall be my people. I, Hashem, am your God, who brought you out from the land of the Egyptians to be their slaves no more, who broke the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect. But if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commands, if you reject my laws and spurn my rules so that you do not observe all my commandments and you break my covenant, Judges 21.1 to Ruth 1.22 Now the men of Israel had taken an oath at Mitzpah. None of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjamite. The people came to Beit El and sat there before Hashem until evening. They wailed and wept bitterly, and they said, O God of Israel, why has this happened in Israel that one tribe must now be missing from Israel? Early the next day the people built an altar there, and they brought burnt offerings and offerings of well-being. The Israelites asked, Is there anyone from all the tribes of Israel who failed to come up to the assembly before Hashem? For a solemn oath had been taken concerning anyone who did not go up to Hashem at Mitzpah. He shall be put to death. The Israelites now relented toward their kinsmen, the Benjamites, and they said, This day one tribe has been cut off from Israel. What can we do to provide wives for those who are left, seeing that we have sworn by Hashem not to give any of our daughters to them in marriage? They inquired, Is there anyone from the tribes of Israel who did not go up to Hashem at Mitzpah? Now no one from Jabesh-Gilead had come to the camp, to the assembly. For when the roll of the troops was taken, not one of the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead was present. So the assemblage dispatched twelve thousand of the warriors, instructing them as follows, Go and put the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead to the sword, women and children included. This is what you are to do. Proscribe every man and every woman who has known a man carnally. They found among the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead four hundred maidens who had not known a man carnally, and they brought them to the camp at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. Then the whole community sent word to the Benjamites, who were at the Rock of Rimmon, and offered them terms of peace. Thereupon the Benjamites returned, and they gave them the girls who had been spared from the women of Jabesh-Gilead, but there were not, not enough of them. Now the people had relented toward Benjamin, for Hashem had made a breach in the tribes of Israel. So the elders of the community asked, What can we do about wives for those who are left, since the women of Benjamin have been killed off? For they said, There must be a saving remnant for Benjamin, that a tribe may not be blotted out of Israel. Yet we cannot give them any of our daughters as wives, since the Israelites had taken an oath. Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to Benjamin. They said, The annual feast of Hashem is now being held at Shiloh. It lies north of Beth-el, east of the highway that runs from Beth-el to Shechem, and south of Labona. So they instructed the Benjamites as follows, Go and lie in wait in the vineyards. As soon as you see the girls of Shiloh coming out to join in the dances, come out from the vineyards. Let each of you seize a wife from among the girls of Shiloh, and be off for the land of Benjamin. And if their fathers or brothers come to us to complain, we shall say to them, Be generous to them for our sake. 
We could not provide any of them with a wife on account of the war, and you have incurred guilt if you yourselves had given them wives. The Benjamites did so. They took to wife from the dancers whom they carried off as many as they themselves numbered. Then they went back to their own territory and rebuilt their towns and settled in them. Thereupon the Israelites dispersed, each to his own tribe and clan. Everyone departed for his own territory. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did as he pleased. Ruth 1, 1-22 In the days when the chieftains ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem and Yehuda with his wife and two sons went to reside in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech, his wife's name was Naomi, and his two sons were named Malon and Kilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem in Yehuda. They came to the country of Moab and remained there. Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth, and they lived there about ten years. Then those two, Malon and Kilion, also died, so the woman was left without her two sons and without her husband. She started out with her daughter and daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for in the country of Moab she had heard that Hashem had taken note of his people and given them food. Accompanied by her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living, and they set out on the road back to the land of Yehuda. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Turn back, each of you, to her mother's home. May Hashem deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May Hashem grant that each of you find security in the house of a husband. And she kissed them farewell. They broke into weeping and said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi replied, Turn back, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Have I any more sons in my body who might be husbands for you? Turn back, my daughters, for I am too old to be married. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I were married tonight and I also bore sons, should you wait for them to grow up? Should you, on their account, debar yourselves from marriage? Oh no, my daughters, my lot is far more bitter than yours, for the hand of Hashem has struck out against me. They broke into weeping again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law farewell, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, See, your sister-in-law has returned to her people and her gods. Go, follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth replied, Do not urge me to leave you. Turn back and not follow you. For For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus and more may Hashem do to me if anything but death parts me from you. When Naomi saw how determined she was to go with her, she ceased to argue with her, and the two went on until they reached Bethlehem. 
When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole city buzzed with excitement over them. The woman said, Can this be Naomi? Do not call me Naomi, she replied. Call me Mara, for Shaddai has made my lot very bitter. I went away full, and Hashem has brought me back empty. How can you call me Naomi when Hashem has dealt harshly with me, when Shaddai has brought misfortune upon me? Thus Naomi returned from the country of Moab. She returned with her daughter-in-law Ruth, the Moabite. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. John 4, 4 4-42 And he, Yeshua, must needs go through Samaria. Then came he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Yeshua, therefore, being wearied with his journey, thus sat on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Yeshua said to her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away to the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Yeshua answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that said to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then have you that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Yeshua answered and said to her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Yeshua said to her, Go, call your husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Yeshua said to her, You have said well, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. In that you said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Yeshua said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour comes when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour comes, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah will come, which is called Christ, and when He is come, He will tell us all things. Yeshua said to her, I that speak to you am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled 
that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seek you, or why do you talk with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed to him, saying, Master, eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that you do not know of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Has any man brought him something to eat? Yeshua said to them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not you that there are yet four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reaps receives wages and gathers fruit unto life eternal, that both he that sows and he that reaps may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you are entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word and said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of your saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and now that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Psalm 105, 1-15 O give thanks unto the Lord, and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing psalms unto him, talk of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O you seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac, and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto you will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When they were but a few men in number, yes, very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yes, he reproved kings for their stakes, saying, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Proverbs 14.25 A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Leviticus 26, and then we're going to jump into the book of Ruth. I want to zoom in on Leviticus chapter 26, verse 4 and verse 6, where it is written, I will grant your rains in their season, so that the earth shall yield its produce, and the trees of the field their fruit. 
and verse 6. I will grant peace in the land, and you shall lie down untroubled by anyone. I will give the land respite from vicious beasts, and no sword shall cross your land. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse, to verse 4, reads as follows. Israel depends heavily on rain in order to grow its crops, as it does not have an independent body of water which can provide sufficient irrigation. Water can be the source of great blessing, but at the wrong times, too much or too little water can also be a curse. In this verse, the Lord promises that if the children of Israel follow his commandments and do what he asks of them, he will bless them with the right amount of water at the right time in order to provide an abundance of crops. In Hebrew, this rain is called Gishma Baracha, rain of blessing. So I'm going to add to that a little bit, and that is this. As the people of Israel have returned to the land of Israel, as the Jewish people have made Aliyah and begun to return, initially back in 1948, it was desolate. It was barren. The land had been salted from previous kings and emperors and conquerors. And over time, the land has greened up and has bloomed and blossomed in quite a miraculous way. And there is a curious, interesting connection between the Jewish people making Aliyah, and as they return to the land, often that process, they return to the God of Israel. They go from being secular to becoming people of faith and to follow, following the Torah, to connect with the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and his descendants. And so as the Jewish people have returned to the land, the land has greened up. And so what this is saying is that as long as you follow my ways, you follow my commands, I'm going to send the rain at the right time and keep your crops going. And so there's this beautiful connection between the land of Israel, the people of Israel, and the God of Israel. And we see it in this verse. Now let's jump into Ruth. And this is perhaps one of my most favorite books in the whole Bible. And Ruth is not Jewish. She is a Moabitess. She's from Moab. And yet, Ruth is on the lineage to Christ, to Yeshua. And when you look in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, and it goes on with the lineage, verse 5 says, And Salmon begat Booz of Rahab, and Booz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. And then it goes on. But Ruth is in that lineage, and she is not Jewish. She's from Moab. So when Naomi, her mother-in-law, becomes a widow and her husband dies, and then later on her two sons-in-laws also die, and actually her sons, not her son-in-laws, her sons die. Then all she has left are her two daughters-in-law. And 
so she starts to leave to return to Bethlehem. And by the way, Bethlehem or Bet Lechem in Hebrew means house of bread. Bet Lechem, house of bread. And so she's returning to Bethlehem. She's going on this journey. The two daughter-in-laws follow her. And then Naomi tells them, go back home. Go back home to your mothers and, and stay with them. And God will be kind to you and you'll find another husband. And so it didn't take much coaxing or convincing to persuade Oprah to return, Orpah, to return. But Ruth has a different answer. And in verse 16 and 17, this is what she says. But Ruth replied, do not urge me to leave you, to turn back and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God, where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus and more may Hashem do to me if anything but death parts me from you. This is basically like a wedding vow. Till death do us part in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad times. That it's, it's a covenant, it's a wedding vow that she is saying, I'm going to follow you, uh, Naomi, and I'm going to follow, I'm going to be, your people will be my people, your God is my God. She is being basically grafted in through those words. In faith, she's clinging to the God of Naomi, to the God of Israel. The Israel Bible commentary to that verse reads as follows. After Naomi begs her daughters-in-law not to follow her back to Eretz Israel and gives them compelling reasons to leave, Orpah does what most people would do. She takes the easy way out, returns to her father's house, and goes off to live a life of anonymity. Ruth, on the other hand, answers the call in one of the most beautiful statements of faith and allegiance in the entire Bible. Her words and actions set her on the path of royalty and have inspired the faithful for hundreds of years. Ruth demonstrates for all time what it means to cast one's lot with the people of Israel, the land of Israel, and the God of Israel. For Ruth's sacrifice, she was rewarded by becoming the matriarch of the Davidic dynasty and the ancestress of the Mashiach. And so this is something personal now, that when we make a personal decision to stand with the Jewish people and to make a covenant similar to what Ruth made in the words that she made, the oath that she made, um, I remember speaking those words many years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And I said, I want to stand with the Jewish people. And it was a prayer. And the Lord said, are you sure? Because if you stand with them and you identify with them, you're going to suffer. They will be persecuted, and so you will be persecuted. You identify with them, then what they go through, you're going to go through it with them. You better count the cost before you make this oath. And so that held me back a bit, and I thought about it 
I took some time to truly count the cost and to think about it and pray about it further. And I said, no, I, I want to make that oath. The same covenant that Ruth made, I make that, that same oath. I want to stand with the Jewish people. I, uh, their people are my people. Their land is my land, and their God is my God. And he heard my heart, and he's opened up a lot of doors and built a lot of bridges and given me opportunities to build wonderful bridge-building relationships with Orthodox Jews. But it's also a warning that when we make this kind of an oath, we will suffer. We will go through persecution. And anti-Semitism is on the rise throughout the world. And sadly, anti-Semitism is also found in the mainstream Christian world. And it's also found in the Messianic Hebrew roots world as well. And this ought not to be. Because Judah, the Jewish people, are part of God's family. They are part of God's family. And it is God's heart to one day reunite northern and southern kingdom so that the whole house of Israel becomes one once again. So I encourage you to consider the words that Ruth spoke and consider whether the Lord would have you to speak that as a prayer unto him that you would want to identify with the Jewish people and stand with them. It is a high calling. It is a call to royalty, to kingship, to the kingdom of God. But also, you must count the cost. Shalom, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yevrekka Adonai Vish Mrekka Yaya Adonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseleka Leka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.